0: Hey, Terrible Warriors. Before we get started, I wanted to give a special shout-out to CG Magazine. They're one of our partners here on Terrible Warriors, and if you don't know this, we've been working with them almost since the beginning of this entire show, all those years ago when we got started. They helped us with our first accounts Sometimes they send us a game, and sometimes we write an article for them, and right now they're even letting us post episodes of the program on their website. So why don't you go check out CG Magazine? They're one of the last publications left in Canada dedicated to comics and gaming, and, well, they're also very good friends of the show. So go check out cgmagonline.com. You'll read up all the news of what's going on and how it affects you, especially if you're here in Canada. And while you're there, go into the podcast section and you'll see episodes from The Terrible Warriors as well as some other programs that they're working on. And while you're there, say hi. Let them know you're a terrible warrior. And today, on The Terrible Warriors, return to Spire. But let's leave those weird sages behind for now because there are other characters that navigate the twisting hallways of the Tower of the Drow. Below the foundational structures of Spire, in Derelictus, a drow operates in the shadows and has learned the power of masks. Joan Moriarty joins the show and will be brought into our story when our Silvered Lejon arrives asking for a favor. And in the Spire, you keep track of your favors. The Elphir stands alone in a field of grass, a blue sky above him, as the sun crests into its highest position in the sky. And the ground beneath begins to shake. And as it opens up beneath his feet, tendrils of stone and root and metal erupt around, and begin to wrap around the Elphir. As it begins to pull him down into the ground and he looks up into the sky, the sun itself begins to dim and turn into a blood red. Beneath him the ground continues to open up and the Elphir is no longer an Elphir, he has grown in size and perspective as the ground beneath begins to get smaller and smaller and he continues to rise higher and higher. For the elfir is now an impossibly tall tower, built upon itself over thousands of years. And the elfir has become the spire, and he looks down on his hands, and he sees the ramshackle buildings of perch hanging off the ends of his fingers, and he sees the worshippers of stolts throwing themselves off the side of his right hand in their marriages of random chance, and he can hear the singing of a thousand worshippers somewhere in the center of his abdomen around Pilgrim's Row, and he can feel the works moving around inside of his chest, the thousands of pieces of machinery all churning and working and suffering together. And then the ground continues to open up, and it continues to go deeper down, and his feet reach deeper down into the surface than even the tower can be is this just the tip that pierces out from the ground how far does his tower go how deep does this construction reach and just before the answers appear before him the sky begins to darken and the clouds begin to move in and the sun is no longer visible and he can't reach up to it anymore, for the tower itself is pulling his arms into himself, and it is suffocating, and the air is is smoky, and it chokes him, and the sounds of the singers inside of his body now turn to screams, and around all parts of his body the tower that is his arms begins to crack and seep and bleed and crumble and as he begins to fall down towards the ground before he reaches and obliterates and turns into dust the sound of music come back my lord and he's come back. bound to a chair
1: and I'm gently stroking his cheek my lord light pierces shadow are you returning to us?
0: And he's breathing heavy and he must be covered in sweat. And, uh, even for an elf here, like his composure is gone and his mask is on, but it's been moved just to the sides so that he can breathe a little easier. And, and the hand is stroking just under the rim of where the mask would be, which is... Shh. It's all right, my lord. You are safe with me. And even though he's still quite high, uh he's saying between his breaths that he saw it he saw the answers he saw the true nature the the the, the reason for its being he saw he saw the full spire and it did and, and and muttering something about how deep does it go and
1: it hurts doesn't it my lord
0: truth always does
1: indeed would you like parchment and paper my lord to record your thoughts.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Before before it before it leaves me. Before it leaves me.
1: I'll snap my fingers and servants will bring all that's needed. I'll undo his bonds gently.
0: And the latest ambrosia-induced bit of revelation poetry will be written by the young Light Pierce's shadow. Your client at your club. And this Dream or this hallucination or this induced vision is one of the many services that Lempire Noir offers down on Kiln Street, down in the depths of Red Row.
1: And, of course, we'll discreetly make copies of everything that he writes just in case it turns out to be of interest at some future point.
0: You're not just any club in Derelictus, though. Like, Derelictus has a reputation. Derelictus is known as a place where The criminals go to run away from the criminals. It's where the outcasts go when there's no place for the outcasts. It's the slums of the slums. It's underneath Spire built into this cave that the foundations of Spire are built upon. Uh, And this is, for many people, their last stop. But there is also an oasis in the midst of
1: all that uh, L'Enfernoir is sort of a destination for the most jaded, the most decadent, uh, the most wealthy and bored among the aristocrats who have experienced every possible sensation and can't abide
0: the thought of another boring day of perfect happiness. And so an elfer of means who really wants to go off the edge can hire a guide who will lead them through the ladders and the stairwells and the caverns and the waterways down deeper into the base of Spire than anyone has ever dared to go past the works, past the docks, past the market, and then deeper still towards the heart of Spire, towards the beating center of chaos that this building is constructed out of. And then when they're feeling way in over their head (laughs) by... (laughs) human retro engineers showing their latest crazy invention by gnoll refugees fighting in the arenas by uh, the, the sisters of the thread needle market who are always working out their latest drug concoction they'll be brought to a building of shining blue light right in the center of all of this anger and chaos and desperation and they'll be brought into a room where they will meet a person wearing a mask In this
1: case a black oily mask that appears to be made of hands holding the wearer's face from all directions and with fingers also stretching out the sides like wings Um, their dress is also made apparently of arms covered in slick black oil that give an exaggerated shape like a corset a
0: bustle and panniers does it look like oil or does it look like spire black? This like shimmering, charcoal It looks wet and slick. Yeah. And, uh, and it just catches the light in alien ways. And this isn't the kind of club that has a menu when you arrive. There's no guest book to sign in. There's no seat that you'll be brought to and no menu that you'll be offered. By the time you have arrived at this club the proprietor already knows everything that you want mm-hmm. it's already prepared for you it's already ready and tailored to your specifications and they'll be led into a room that is customized and prepared to provide and in this case it was a chair <laughs> with some bindings and a glass with the swirling chemicals from the laboratories of needle. this it's sometimes pink, sometimes yellow. It moves like sunset through a glass ambrosia, which some of the elfier youth treat the way maybe in our world we would look at for um oh the, uh, the absinthe absinthe yeah it's kind of like it's like absinthe but with way more uh, LSD. I feel so, like <laughs> a, a tourist <laughs>
1: who's really really unprepared for an ayahuasca experience. Yeah. might wind up taking chances with yeah. something like this. Yeah,
0: and all that was needed was this bottle of ambrosia and a, a notepad. And a choir of singers. And as a well, choir of singers, yeah. To you know, to calm the senses to prevent uh to prevent the fear and panic from overwhelming. Or at certain particular points
1: to inflame them because we didn't want him to be too comfortable.
0: <laughs>
1: Cause then he wouldn't produce anything potentially shameful that I could possibly have of use later on.
0: Oh, so while he's keeping notes, you're keeping notes of your own. Mm-hmm. You keep a you keep a record and a ledger of every wayward soul who registers their name in your business. And occasionally I bring witnesses to observe
1: these things who might happen to have a political investment of some kind in the subject, but only if that subject really, really needs to be destroyed.
0: So this proprietor of this club this masked character that we are meeting. Uh, they go by the name of Liminal. I'm and, not technically the proprietress. I, uh, I work for the gentlemen. And the gentlemen are um, an ambiguous group of owners know, come from a, a distant land known only as elsewhere. And in terms of exactly who the gentlemen are, what the gentlemen are, if the gentlemen are gentlemen... <laughs> uh, is a matter of great debate among the other clubs of Red Row. The gentlemen uh, appear and leave at their whim. And so that they have left you in charge or in responsibility of this club is uh, a sign of remarkable trust on their part or responsibility imparted to you. I run a section of the place, so I've...
1: I, there are a lot of others that I work with some of whom focus in different kinds of experiences this is my particular area that they
0: entrust me you're with the, you're the shift manager at the coffee shop <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, uh, liminal uh, this isn't where you started though no. uh, you have uh, you're an interesting character in this we've met already two other kinds of characters are uh, Lejean Priest and our Sages of the Vermisian Way and uh, they are, I think, uh, quite easy to understand and, and meet in terms of the role that they play. We've got our researchers finding uncovered truth, and we have our priests who are looking after the comfort, you know, comforting those who are hurting uh, and 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 and, and working to those communities. The masked is something else entirely. The masked
1: are those who are capable of walking among the high lords and ladies of the spire and either going unnoticed or being trusted despite their cursed nature. Those who are capable of walking in two worlds, both among the Ministry and also
0: among the highest and most powerful in the Spire. And we know that the Aelfir expect Drow to wear masks, ideally in all situations, but mandatory in front of their presence. And all Elfir wear multiple masks throughout every day and throughout their entire life um, for every occasion. They have a true mask that represents their presented face, uh, but they also have like a dinner mask and a sleeping mask and a bathing mask and a mask when they're angry and a mask, w- 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 which, you know, a-, a mask for all occasions, a-, 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 a going out to the opera mask. And our liminal is someone who has worked closely with the Elphir through their life and has learned of the nuances and the power and the way to weaponize these masks. And you have masks of your own. Mm -hmm. And you worked for an Elphir and all of our drow have served endurance. But you worked for an elfeer. I and did. I served the Lord Shimmering Surface as an information broker. While we're in this club, and you're looking down at light pierces shadow, and you're looking around at this club that you are operating for the evening, do you think about shimmer, Lord Shimmering Surface and, and 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 the the path we got to where we are? A little flashback sequence, as sure. it were, right? As we, uh, how far you've come, liminal, <laughs> the road that brought you here.
1: When I began, I was much like anyone else, as a servant, and the only advantage that I really had was that my particular master was very high up, and indeed is going to be making his play fairly soon to join the council and achieve immortality. You don't get to do that without making a lot of enemies, though, and he was someone who had a lot of balls to juggle as far as maintaining relationships, friendships, enmities, surfaces, um, his, he chose his name very well, and keeping all of those things straight was very difficult for any of his servants, but I demonstrated a particular gift for putting people at ease when they needed to be at ease, and putting them on edge when they needed to be on edge, remembering details, uh, speaking with servants of rival counselors. Learning whatever it is that needed to be learned about pressure points, they secrets, s- shames, they, they fears.
0: S- the Drow claim that Elfir don't have emotions, that they um, are too alien and sociopathic to feel empathy and happiness and sadness. And yet, Amast, I believe, understands that's much more nuanced than that. Elfir just feel differently than Drow, and they do have a spectrum of emotions of their own, but they're different. They and the way you provoke a drow, and the way you provoke an elf fear, very different strategies, but they can be provoked, and they can be toyed with, and manipulated, and exploited. Emotions like pride and
1: vanity are excellent pressure points.
0: Yeah, and no one understands vanity quite like an elf fear, where Uh, Even nature itself is ugly until an elfier touches it. And you would have seen their grotesque gardens where they take trees and twist them into glass structures and metal cages to bend them into uh, unnatural poses. And that just, not necessarily the image itself, there is a beautiful form. But the fact that they changed that form that's what imparted the beauty onto it. And yes. so the elfir have a particular degree of vanity it's, that it's is It's a kind
1: of narcissistic vanity that says, because I see myself in this other thing, that, may, that is what makes it beautiful. However, there is also a potential way of subverting that, because the capacity to see yourself in anything else is what can open the door for other more alien emotions to them. But my main goal at this point is to attack them through their sense of aesthetics, because it is aesthetics more than morality that governs the way they behave. And if I can manage through these experiences to demonstrate to a critical mass of these lords that oppression is ugly, that will change everything.
0: And the Ministry is always interested or curious to recruit a mast into their ranks. But the ministry has a very hard time of understanding how to utilize and where to point a mask in the way that uh, a Vermisian sage can be sent down to find hidden treasure and a lejean can be sent as an emissary and uh, an idol is already a celebrity and obviously someone like a firebrand, is that's just easy, go blow something <laughs> up. A mask is, I don't know if the leadership even knows what to do with you half the time. And that it, it imparts to you a certain degree of autonomy that other members of the ministry might not have available to them. I sought to join them in the first place because they kept
1: attacking my clients and not the right ones. And those, those idiots. Now that I'm on the inside, no, allow me to choose the targets for you. This is
0: what you need to be doing. This is who you need to be disgracing. Is this how Donald has been getting targets? Are these the targets that Arlejan has been
2: Oh, for sure. Oh,
0: so there we go. Oh, for Uh, sure. So you've listened, you've heard uh, about in our first episode, we have this kid who has joined up with these vigilites, signed his own oath of a kind, and uh, they don't care about who, they just care about how many, and has to keep making the bodies drop and hit that quota. And meanwhile, we've got a member of our ministry, doesn't want to get their hands wet, and would rather not have to kill these targets that keep being sent to them, so they have been reassigning that responsibility to this kid who needs to keep killing things. Uh, uh, it's, it's just good business practice.
2: I get what I, I done, what I need the, to get the, done. The name he gets, gets checked off the list, Everyone's and happy. Donald gets to live
0: another day. And it's it's part of my ministry to help those who need a, help. Yes, it's all all in all in the goddess's plan. The goddess operates in mysterious patterns in the sky.
2: The, the, this is really the trinity coming together here.
0: Yes, whatever you say. And so, you keep a ledger at this club. You keep track of the people. You, you it, Moments like Ambrosia are the best because they might have their own memory of what happened, but you can also use it as a low-key interrogation. You can find it as a way to pull and You'd draw information out. The
1: kinds of information people are willing to share when their minds are being twisted inside out. I'm a friend. They can trust me.
0: You're you're a friend. And you've they know crea- my discussion. You, you've created a A a, a safe port in the storm of Red Row, in the center of Derelictus, in the center of this underground black market den of iniquity, there is this discerning place of iniquity that is there uh, for the Elphir to find a truce of their own that would be seen as inappropriate and taboo, yeah, something that parents would approve of. <laughs> oh, no. It's something that might cast them out. There is um, rumors of an uh, elf that live in Red Row. Uh, there's like a, a mad nudist druid that doesn't wear a mask and uh, runs a club of their own. But uh, that might all be nonsense. So the club at, uh, at, at Noir... You have this client, and you have you have some others, and you have your your employees and the people that that keep this place safe and operational. And uh, is it only Elphir clients that no. you see, or do you also anyone
1: who is interested in truly unusual experiences and uh, something that's that, that's really unforgettable?
0: Yeah, but, but so the door would be open to to drow human. Yes, if you can pay. The 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 odd knoll that makes their way through the door, and uh, there are knolls in Spire, but officially they're all there is no. There is no taste we do not cater to.
1: So where where does Liminal leave? Uh, There will be a servants entrance, uh, an employees entrance at the back, which is fairly heavily guarded. And I would actually be looking completely different. My posture changes; you would think that I'm in a different height. Uh, you have a different mask. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, my mask when I'm uh, when I'm outside uh, it looks like um, white gauzy bandages wrapped around me with blood seeping through them, as if I had the living crap kicked out of me, and I had to be bandaged up all over. My dress is the same way as well. It's got cuts from, which appear to be from stab wounds. Um, I. Basically, look like a mess, like like a mummy who has been beaten to within an inch of its life.
0: Which, in derelictus, lets you blend into the crowd, yep, quite silently, uh, and you look just like any other forgotten soul that That's has the found their way down the wrong path. Uh, and so, you take your bandaged up and beaten frame um, through the alleyway, and in such a look. No one pays attention to you as you go. No one, no one is approaching you for for money, or do you want a guide, or would you want to buy this rocket pack? Uh, it, it's uh, uh, the the, the robotnik character that we met last episode doesn't even look twice in your direction. People only look at you when you want them to. People only notice you when you wish to be noticed, and you have a way of navigating your way through these societies well with grace and with that epitome of that drow virtue. uh, where does Liminal retire in Red Row when it's is it in Red Row or do you move a little further out of Red Row and in Derelictus to other boroughs or neighborhoods that might surround that center point?
1: Is there some place between Red Row and where I might live where Encountering, say, person who's looking to meet me.
0: Yeah, there would be uh, like sandstone houses that are carved into the wall sure, of a the cavern and stuff, and it's just kind of they they just it's more squatter rights than anything. Uh, where further out is where you start falling down in towards the heart of Spire, so not many people are passing through. There's, sure, there's no traffic.
1: Well, say that I live in a sort of a communal tenement where I kind of earn my keep as an entertainer there. I'll host game nights. Uh, I'll put on plays. Um, just little things to make life a bit more bearable.
0: There's, there's kids down here who never served endurance, who have been hidden away, and uh, and you know guards don't come out here to look for you, so children get to be children in, in, in a way that they might not have afforded to them anywhere else in Spire. Uh, and you have um, uh widows and veterans and other people who all have a certain degree of loss that has brought them to this place. And then here, though, in this small little community, in this small little pocket, very similar to the club you've made, you have this other... It's a different kind of oasis. Mm-hmm. It's a very different sort of service that's being provided. And it's yeah. a community. Exactly. There's nothing here that's particularly worth stealing. Uh, the precious
1: resource that's present here is that community, a different draw uh, and that sense
0: of mutual sympathy and support. I wanna meet these people. I wanna to get to know who they are. Uh is there the, the let's let's find one of them. Alright. Uh, you this is a place that you come and you, you, you earn your keep. So you're not in charge. I don't know if anyone is really in charge in this. There in this might commune. be a sort of a council of some kind but who, who, or who there would, might be certain people
1: who we look up to yeah, to make decisions. Who would
0: be that that it's a very matriarchal society and once you get to the home nations, well who would be that that matriarch that sort of looks after this community. They might be a midwife character, even. Midwife but, makes sense. Let's uh, say
1: we've got a midwife named Lalitha.
0: So Lalitha, being a midwife, is a descendant of the arachnid origins of mm-hmm. the Drow. Very occulty stuff.
1: Well, so she's somewhat elderly. She's um, already got
0: her third eye growing out.
1: Yes. Maybe, Maybe fourth and clip, uh, clip. sixth and
0: seventh. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, if uh, if Lalitha gets um. You know, if her community uh, are threatened, uh, that's when you start getting extra arms. Yes, <laughs> starts when you start taking on it, and uh, uh, they'll go John Wick on on, on on anyone who's threatened. So there's a there's a sense of uh, yes, a leadership role, but also a, a protector in a very uh, unofficial way. And so Lalitha is uh, helping. Cleaning up, uh, washing, uh, washing clothes outside uh, in, in a barrel with kids Sorry. that are running around and not really helping, but they're they're putting up the clothes, but they're also kind of whipping each other with the clothes <laughs> and uh, and they're slapping around and. Uh, Lalitha is uh, is showing that there's a time for that, and there's also a time for for work and for for the uh, for the tenacity that 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 is you know needed in in it to to, to keep the communities going, and every everything is, can be a lesson with Lolita in in a way that you don't even realize you're being taught uh, until until you walk in you're like oh yeah they all right, and you work your way up through the main entrance, and there is some music being played and a story being told. Of, of one of the Hollows who fought I, I, in a war long ago in the Free Cities of Ys, uh and then were burned for their crimes. And most of the stories of the Hollows end tragically as a resistance martyr. Uh, and you work your way up a, a ladder up to like a lofted bedroom up near the top of the building. Uh, and, uh, and it's a modest room, right? Just a, sure. a place to sleep, I a place much. to clean, a place to change. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe a chest that holds your masks. A sure. place that just keeps those identities intact. And uh, some board games and card games. Um, maybe a musical instrument or two. And as you go to change from your traveling mask and your bandage to the maybe the mask that you use to present around this community, a light in the room begins to glow in. Like a lunar, a light of just a pale moonlight fills the room and you can you can see, but it's not like a match. Going up the ladder, you would have lit a match, and you're seeing the room under your, under your match light and you've got a, a, maybe a candle that you light, and it lights the room. And as you go to that chest, and you open it up to where you store your, your, your masks and your sets of clothes, the rest of the room lights up with that pale moonlight, that bluish-white glow, and a figure is sitting behind you. Without turning, I will smile gently and say, good
1: evening, Diaga.
2: It's a pleasure to see you again.
1: And you as well. May I get you some tea?
2: That would be wonderful. Thank you. It's been a long day.
1: Of course.
0: I'll put some water on.
2: Thank you. Welcome back, Diaga. Thank you. You've
0: made your way down to Red Row as well.
2: I have. uh, The
0: Lejean keep um, a crown, kind of like a tiara-ish mask. It doesn't cover the face, but the forehead and in the center of that is a little jewel that holds just a little bit of the goddess's light uh, and uh, it can be used by any lejean to generate a, the light of the full moon, a calm light in the darkness that will fill the room light. And uh, more lejean that are in a room that use it, the more brighter the light becomes and, and you have the ability to extinguish it and light it as you mm-hmm. want. It's one of actually it's one of your moves. And you've it's brought you down all the way to Red Row. Why Why this one?
2: I need to talk to them. They've helped me out in the past, and I'm in a bit of a bind. And not only am I in a bit of a bind, I think I've put one of my flock into a bit of a bind as well.
0: Where did, where did you leave Donald?
2: So... In part to keep him out of trouble, and also to get a bit more information.
0: Getting into trouble? I don't know what you're talking about. I never get into any trouble, except for all those people of murder.
2: He never gets into any trouble, especially not with, um, radical arms of the Trinity that mistake some of...
0: Radical murder cults aren't technically trouble.
2: Oh, no, they're not. Yeah, no, they're not. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. So I uh, gave him a couple coins, a couple Sten, sent him to the toy shop to see if anything seemed a bit out of place, to see if he could find some evidence that
0: Jeff and Pedo were- He'd like to reconstruct the crime scene and sort of reverse engineer to see what the story is and corroborate what's, uh, what Jeff was saying about his old papa Pedo. That's exactly right. Well that just sounds like the job for the City Watch. But since they're probably the ones we're going to have to do a murder on, I guess it's up to old Donald.
2: It is up to old Donald.
0: And so you sent Donald off to the toy shop. I did. And where he will get up to absolutely no trouble. Oh, no. And, um... What we, are you uh, going to do with him? Uh, what we'll end up actually doing is when we come back, I'll have you roll uh, for that bond and see what happened mm-hmm. uh, to Donald. And uh, oh, see no. if they suffered any, any stress along the way. Oh, no. Um, so... Yeah, that, uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. So, Donald, so Donald's been set on a mission of his own to follow up with Pedo's Toy Shop mm-hmm. and, and learn a little bit more about um, why the harvest has taken an interest in, in uh, Jeff and his family. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Down in Derelictus on the outskirts of Red Row against the cavern walls of the Spire is a small little tenement which inside this community is an old friend of yours a mast named liminal is giving you tea is your family well they're quite
2: well um well what's left of them anyways in a strange sense this sort of work brings me a new family and um i'm i'm quite happy with the bonds that i've made there good yes thank you thank you for asking your community is lovely, by the way. It's always so wonderful to be here.
1: We're
0: very fortunate. Have, yeah. you, you say that, but have you already cast the Rite to the Silver Sanctuary oh. on Liminal's room? Oh, for sure. So while Daga says your community is quite lovely and nice, you see the warding spells already painted onto the walls of your loft that mark the room as sacred to the goddess. It bars entry to any trespassers. The walls are are anointed to the sides of a large room with silver pigment mixed with sacred oils. So you would see this glowing, maybe reflected from the same light of the gem. And anyone who enters into this room without permission will uh, take D eight stress. It's a lot of stress. But so you much will does. take D three stress to your mind just for casting it,
2: which I'll do right now.
0: And as long as you are present in the room, you can slow or stop unwelcome guests from coming inside and if they wish to enter anyways they'll take stress oh sorry it's only d6 stress um they can sense beforehand and choose if they wish to enter does it prevent eavesdropping probably not it's just entering the room it doesn't create like a cone of silence mm-hmm. but if someone were to try to enter in uh unannounced um uh, they would they would need your permission
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, as liminal already had my permission to enter, they Mm -hmm. didn't notice this effect at all. Um, but I've had a bad day and I took three mind stress casting that. Oof.
0: This brings your mind stress up a little higher. So I'm going to roll. It's the only time I ever do. Uh, if I roll under this number, you might have a hard day, but you're fine. Okay. But yeah, you're having a hard red row as much as this is nice. It's also Red Row. You're also very far from any kind of backup. Oh, for <laughs> and, sure.
2: Liminal is my backup right now. Yeah.
0: And, uh, <laughs> uh, and you oh are... And must you must just, be desperate. You're just <laughs> here with your Laud Nansen. And I maybe that Laud Nansen, which is your holy dagger, you actually used it to, like, scratch the um, the warding sigils all across the room that have created this this silver sanctuary mm-hmm. and so there's a bit of a duplicity in, uh, in Daga's response of like what a lovely community you have as you then look around the room and see that they've also warded the room to unwelcome guests well
1: discretion is one of the things I excel at so I'll simply nod politely
2: I don't think Daga notices that
0: <laughs> not that- under the masks no 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 you always had a way of taking liminal at face value, regardless of which face they were wearing. Don't feel that bad. <laughs> Everyone does.
2: <laughs> Thank you for the tea. Of course.
1: How may I serve you?
2: I noticed it's been a while since I've gotten any names. Is everything okay?
1: Is there some urgency?
2: Ah, uh, I've, well, you know me, I've never been... One to be particularly discreet in front of you. For better or for worse.
1: Mostly for the worse, I fear.
2: Uh, 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 I'll try a bit harder this time, but... uh. I've got a member of my congregation. He's in over his head. I've been trying to help him out. I've been trying to help you out at the same time. And... He came to be about a month ago... And told me he had joined up with the Vigilites. He joined up with a particularly revolutionary branch.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And they're mostly interested in, shall we say, a quota. Mm. He's having difficulty meeting quota this week. I've been helping him out here and there where I can. and helps the ministry. It helps him. I'm sure our superiors wouldn't be thrilled, but they're never thrilled. So this is how it is.
1: You do put me in a difficult position, I fear. Mm. As you understand, Tiaga, if too many of our clients should happen to have unfortunate accidents befall them, Mm. some of the rumors that result from that may not be the kind that we want to appear.
2: You've been at this much longer than I have been. I trust your judgment. He can take care of himself if he needs to, but I tend to want to push him in a good direction if I can.
1: Is it strictly a question of preserving the life of this child who needs names?
2: I mean, if it was just that, I don't think I'd be down here, let's be honest.
0: That was my impression as well. You're very astute. Can you roll me two, D10?
2: Me? Yeah. Yeah, sure.
0: You're rolling against your shadow.
2: They're both eights.
0: Okay. No one followed you. Okay. What is it
1: that really concerns you, Tiago?
2: It's an... I want to say he's a member of my flock. I hope he will be at some point, but quite frankly, this was the first time I've met him. Someone in my community came and mentioned some problems with his father. His father owns a toy shop. His father's been getting the attention of the local city guard in a way that's not particularly... It's not the kind of attention you want to get.
1: These toys wouldn't happen to be of some historical significance to our people, would they?
2: I. He says it's not, but quite frankly, you know me. i That doesn't... uh, I have a soft spot for that.
1: Mm, As do I. (sighs) What's the trouble?
2: There's a guard who's going around. He thinks he's Lord Elphiron High himself.
1: Just one guard?
2: he's commanding the city watch in my area (sighs) and he's instituting a number of laws and rules that we haven't seen this kind of oppression for a while up there it's it's
0: a new kind it's a it's a a morality police right he's passing posters that are up on the wall instituting mandatory mask wearing and and elfier traditions and also uh suppressing drow traditions in the process and uh even so much as selling toys traditional drow toys uh, is enough to have you thrown into durance or worse to be declared legally dead and then there's a procession and a funeral where the now legally dead person is carried up to the towers of silence and then hung out to be eaten by birds, as is the most honorable way for a dead drow to be treated. But the fact that they might actually be alive doesn't matter in the eyes of the law who have been declared legally dead. It's about just correcting the record now.
2: And so, yeah. I, I mean. go on and describe this to Liminal and say that this young member of the community who I hope to bring into the folds. He fears that that's the fate for his father. And to... most of
0: the people in Middle City, as we described, are drow that are serving Durance, So they don't have a choice about where they live. They have to live in this flat for this landlord that they are working a durance under. And they are being granted a place to room and board so that they continue to work for the business that they are working for for the next three or four years. So as scared as they are, there's no option of leaving. There's no option of changing neighborhoods or going anywhere else in Spire, even going to derelictus, because it would mean abandoning their durance. And so there's a... They just have to keep their heads down. So it's had this chilling effect on Middle City now, where any drow expression is just suppressed. And you're finding people aren't showing up to church. Mm-hmm. They're not... Even even something that is authorized uh, by the elf here, like the goddess of our glorious lady, is people... Maybe we should just go to the solar basilica instead.
1: So our friend, Captain Harvest... Yes? Seems to fancy himself an elf here-in-waiting, does he?
2: Absolutely.
1: An ambitious man. One who will likely go to great lengths to ingratiate himself with our kind and gracious masters higher up in the spire, would he not?
2: That certainly seems to be his, um, interests, desires, and plans.
1: It would be terribly unfortunate for him if he were to make some grand gesture to impress his superiors that happened to go terribly, terribly awry and brought shame and disgrace to them instead.
2: You're much better at this than I am.
1: We each contribute in our own way. I do not believe that I could offer comfort to someone who is dying in the way that you could, my friend.
2: Thank you for for seeing that in me. It means a lot.
0: You just know what tincture to give them to help (laughs) end the suffering. I can only ease the pain in their body.
1: You can take away their fear.
2: Diaga puts a, a hand on their hand says it means a lot to hear that from you thank you
1: give me some time Mm -hmm. in the meanwhile learn everything you can about this man about Mm -hmm. his tastes Mm -hmm. about his friends about his social Mm -hmm. circles his hobbies Mm -hmm. anything no matter how apparently innocuous Mm -hmm. could be important Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can get in contact with a few people who may be able to arrange for some sort of grand fate where Many famous and high and mighty people may be in attendance who will be desperate to impress.
2: I like the sound of that.
1: And if things should happen... You wouldn't happen to know anyone who'd be capable of substituting one item for another without someone's knowledge, would you?
2: Let me go talk to a friend.
1: Because if Captain Harvest were, say, to present a gift which had been substituted surreptitiously for something else. And if that gift were to be opened before many High Lords of the Spire with him there as well, if that gift were to happen to be some terrible insult, well, well. I have a feeling that our friend, the toy maker may have fewer things to worry about after that.
2: I think that's a delightful plan, and I... I have a few friends I could ask.
1: Excellent. Look into it. I will. Learn everything you can. I will. You shouldn't meet me here, if possible. Not again for at least a few months.
2: I can do that. Where should we... How should I get in touch with you?
1: There is a rear entrance to L'Enfer Noir. Okay. Follow me at some point at a discreet distance. Mm -hmm. And when you're confident that no one is watching, give me the
0: signal. There's also another, uh, in our second episode, which we had Cassie and Sean as our sages. They have a contact in Red Row that the ministry sent them to go meet to transfer a scroll for a key. Uh, Works for Mr. Winters, a criminal organization that operates in Red Row. There are three major crime gangs. Um, This one for Mr. Winters, Vincent Vinny Vincenzo, uh, VVV. V three V. So Vinny 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 uh, sees himself as an information broker. He sees himself as someone who's quite important and of high stature. And boy, do I have to come down to live amongst all you dregs. He's probably never left Red Row in his entire life either. Is he competent? Can he be? Can his discretion be counted upon? Well, confident enough that we found him drunk and passed out against a door and almost fell into the Vermissian Way uh, but was Maybe. last seen chasing two sages through through alleyways through Do you know anyone Row. else? Um, just just connecting dots to other characters we've met there in Red Row. Maybe uh, you're right. Stare clear of Vinny. Um, if we're desperate or if we want to spread false information but at the very least is an it's asset to be found by Appears to enemies. be a contact or an asset for the Ministry that, right. that operates not far from your club location if harvest
1: becomes suspicious Mm -hmm. then we'll plant a false story with 3v he'll find out about it he'll prepare for it he will defeat it and move confidently into our trap
2: in the meantime i'll get as much information about him as i can
1: very good is there anything else
0: Donald I, needs to kill someone in 24 hours. Do you have just anyone on your bucket list? I mean, <laughs> I feel just, like... Unless you want to leave him to figure that out on his own.
2: I think, um, I think I'm think i going to do some sort of combination of try to figure that one out on my own and try yeah. to have him figure it out because I've asked Sliminal for quite a lot and I don't want
0: to push that. I think Donald needs to learn how to leave the nest and yeah, fend for himself. A
2: little bit. You
0: know. Sometimes um, you just got to do your own murder.
2: So I <laughs> instead of my murder so I I address Liminal I ask so much for you I I from you I've you've helped me so much over the years is there anything at all I can do for you
1: I believe there will be and I have a sense that it's going to be soon but for the time being Diaga Stay alive.
2: Oh, I'll try my hardest to do that one. It's not always easy these days. No.
1: Good luck, and take care.
2: And you as well. It's always a pleasure to see you.
1: You as well. Grace be
0: with you.
2: And and also with you.
0: And uh, how do you leave?
2: Um, I have a very, very large, very dark, um traveling cloak yeah. that was kind of strewn upon one of the chairs in the room and I pick that up put it on um, dim my yeah roll gem. again
0: on your way out
2: yeah and I just go out through the front door I think that's a 10 it says the great Canadian bacon
0: <laughs>
2: does it it does I, I, I yeah, don't
0: there's, I, I there's haven't seen there's no that 10 day. elsewhere on that die so I'm pretty sure that's the 10 <laughs> okay So Lalitha notices the figure leaving, but doesn't know who you are. And uh, we just, the camera just moves over to, to them down doing the washing, noticing the conversation, noticing the visitor, noticing the person leaving, but not knowing the context of what that was or what was discussed. And there's just a narrowing of the eyes of. I'll help Lalitha with the washing for a while, you know, just just scrubbing a little harder into the wash basin of bringing, you know, a threat to this community, right? But not, not having anything to go with it. So there's no, no uh, attack on your shadow stat or anything to your reputation. Um, you, uh, you, 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 you move away. As I'm
1: doing the wash, you know, bringing things out hanging them, there will be a moment when I catch Relitha's eyes and say, I'm sorry, Grandmother. That term is an honorific. Mm-hmm. I, it's, she's not actually my grandma, but a lot of people call her granny. Yeah.
0: She won't be visiting here again for some time. We welcomed you in here. You needed the safety and the discretion. And discretion is what you promised to repay in kind. Everyone here is running from something else. You're no special. You're no different. I'm sorry. You're right. And, and 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 Lalitha doesn't so much even look up at you as is going on. It's just like you see like the eyes around the head the, just kind of clickety click click. It's, it's, it's
1: the worst thing you can get yeah. from an older relative. She's not angry. She's just disappointed,
0: and yeah. that definitely hurts. <laughs> and then just kind of goes back, and then and then and then instead of accepting the apology or saying anything, there's just sort of like um, the stew is ready. You can serve it. <laughs> and it just sends you off on another chore or a yes, task. Ma'am. And uh, and then there's a table and a setup and and, and this this community. Lolita uh, insists that there's a, a shared meal that's happened, uh, almost as a ritual to, to, to bring them together and to just have that have that place and a uh, a um, and the virtuous community. Yeah, and have a bit of a a story told about the uh, the drow or uh, a prayer that's offered, a song that's sung, and it's just a very folksy evening that plays out for me if, if some stress to shadow might have resulted in eavesdropping and people watching and things seen that shouldn't be but mm. you know uh, uh hand it to diaga you uh, in and out and then uh, that that didn't occur so for now that that place is uh I'm marking it down as a target, <laughs> but not a place that I'm able to place any 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 pain points on right now. Um, so this, uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know what this this little commune is like out uh, out on the cavern wall of derelictus.
2: And I think honestly, uh, Dag is a little jealous that Liminal has access to this. That Liminal has this family that she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She has a relationship with all of her parishioners. Um but it's it's one sided in a way that It's
1: true. Who supports you right. when you're in a difficult place emotionally? Right.
0: And I think as you're thinking about how jealous or this this thing you don't have, you return to Middle City and you return to your church in the abandoned city watch and just as you come around you see tape wrapped around the church and a sign an eviction notice and uh, a notice of trespassing and papers not being done and a stamp of harvest signature on the bottom of the paper and if you go and and there's a there's a, a crowd of people that are kind of just on the streets looking around at this building and it uh, on the inside it looks without going in you can see through the shutters the place has been ransacked mm-hmm. and it's been cleared out,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the furniture has been taken away, and things have been smashed. And there's a small um, hole where the wall was knocked down, and uh, and then throughout it's just um, uh, police tape and rope and posters and signs, and yeah, and the and the, the church has been has been ordered to be abandoned for. Uh, the uh, land sale and redevelopment, and the crowds all kind of hushed and walking around. You're still in your in your traveling robes. Notice no one's no one's immediately noticed you yet, but you see in the crowd, kind of darting in and out, looking kind of a little nervous with a, with a with a bag in his hand is Donal. He kind of sees what's happened to the church, looks over his shoulder, and darts off down an alleyway. What do you do?
2: Um, I unfasten the hood of the mm-hmm. cloak uh, drop it down and i let my stone shine mm-hmm. i go up to the steps of the church and i say i address the crowd yeah and i say our strength was never in our building it was never in the watch it was never the location in which we met it facilitated the good works that we did here it facilitated healing the sick it facilitated making this community what it was. But it's nothing compared to the community that we've made, the people that we've healed, what we've done here. It's a lovely night. We'll hold our services outside tonight. We'll regroup tomorrow. And we'll support each other another day.
0: Roll, you know, risk, resist religion, roll three dice. your reputation a seven just as the crowd is kind of nodding their heads and agreeing with what you're saying you have a lot of resistance in your or free slots in reputation you do take two points to your reputation though mm-hmm. no, because uh, someone in the crowd is going like yeah but I mean they shut you down now they're just going to shut you down again and, and then just as the crowd is starting to be like there, some are agreeing with you and some are giving out and mm-hmm. some are going like throwing their hands going enough of this and they're going back home you hear uh, whistles uh, from the different roads and the, the, the two roads that lead into the corner where the the church tower was, are guards that mm-hmm. are moving in, uh, keeping the road blocked off, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and, and, and preventing people from moving away, as uh, the crowds go, what, what's going on here, as, as they're all being um, uh, held in this square now in front of the right. steps where you're standing, and from your vantage point on the steps, you see the guards standing there part way, and a much taller guard, and bigger, almost plate armor coming through with with wings coming off of his shoulders and wearing a full covered um uh mask uh that comes down like you know those gladiator roman gladiator masks are very like, like it was like a grill that would cover across the face and would kind of flare into a point in the forward in the face it creates this very angular shape and you can just see the eye slits looking through and uh and and and, and he declares like what's the meaning of this illegal assembly
2: I I beg your pardon. We're simply honoring... New the decrees! Comment.
0: No more than three drow can be seen together in public squares. Any larger group will be declared as a riot and will be suppressed.
2: May I uh, question how we are supposed to praise the light side of the moon if we're not able to gather to praise her. And
0: he's got like a spear in his hand and he just cracks it into the ground and makes this noise. People kind of back away. It's like, you will do your worship in the privacy of your own homes.
2: But the text says that we need at least ten people to properly... (laughs) He hits
0: the ground again and is like a Lejean, if you wish to hold court in a cathedral then you can apply for the appropriate permits. You're all welcome to head up into new heaven and go to the cathedral where you can worship in an official capacity under the benefactors of those who are in charge. But in this city, no more than three may assemble without it being a riot. And now he's making his way through the crowd as he goes up to the, st- uh, the stairs and more, more quietly up to you. He's like, do we have a problem, Silverwood one? And you just see the eyes, like, manic and wide and unblinking, staring up to you.
2: I just smile at him and I don't say anything.
0: And then he goes out into the crowd and he just kind of points, You, 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 under arrest. And the guards move in and it's like old man and you know two uh, two women who look like they just got off of their shift in the factory and, uh, and a newsie <laughs> looks just like Donald uh, are, are immediately um, uh, grabbed arms behind them bound and being trucked away and, uh, and some of the people are like you know this is abuse what are you doing and others are like I don't want to cause any trouble and they're just keeping their heads down and you're just up there on the stage and the captain goes back and just stares at you your move
2: so I address the crowd again I say I know where most of you live we'll do as our gracious one and I look at the uh, harvest I'll do as our gracious one requests tonight we'll have services in the homes I'll drop by
0: yeah so it's like you heard her Disperse, and then going away as the four arrested Drower sent off to the headquarters, the, the the larger building that they moved when they abandoned the building that you were mm-hmm. using, mm-hmm. and uh, points to the guards, uh, the the other two that remain. They were they were uh, well, they were kettling the the, <laughs> the people in here uh, uh, to uh, stand watch over mm. this ruin. No one enters or leaves without my express personal approval. And they're like, yes, sir. And they hit their, they've got like, it's very like um, Swiss guard, (laughs) kind of hellbeards kind of thing going on here. It's very, uh, very flared, but like the the hellbeard blades um, are are ornate, almost like like etched into look like a wing's. Uh, and sickles, right? Like scythes. So like the harvest. It's that whole harvest thing. There's a very much an idea that if the captain has converted to the solar basilica, which is what it might sound like, he's now uh, equipping his own guards to reflect this new converted faith of his, of being uh, someone who's not just trying to ingratiate himself to the Elphir, but specifically to Brother Harvest. mm mm-hmm. um, which is we got a fanboy on our hands. And oh, no. Oh, boy.
2: Oh, no. And
0: yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so the, the Harvest fandom has come to town.
2: And one thing that's uh, important to note, harkening back to the first episode, mm-hmm. I live in the church. Yeah, you do. I live in the church. Yeah, you do. So I'm probably crashing with Donald tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Donald still actually Donald could have been arrested if I had kept him in the crowd. Uh, he already backed away. I think he sensed the turn going, and uh, as you, you kind of hear, Psst. Psst.
2: Psst. Psst. I'm very specifically not. Psst. 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 I walk away from Donald. <laughs> I, this way. I know where Donna lives.
0: I'm right over here, Daga. I'm in the alleyway. I just
2: keep ignoring him and just keep walking away. <laughs> because it's not particularly good for either of us if we're seen together right now.
0: <laughs> so, so, so as soon as you go around the corner, you're going down the street. Uh, he comes out another alleyway and he comes running. It's like, hey, Daga, didn't you hear me? Hey, Daga, come on, I gotta wait. I can, I can, I, I know where to take you.
2: Is it your house?
0: No, I got somewhere even better. They'll never look for you. Come on.
2: Um, I slip him a small piece of paper, and I ask him to write the address on it.
0: I don't. I, don't, I, I know where it is, but I, I don't know how to write. Where is it? <laughs> and he, says, and he, and he takes you around and he's kind of, kind of headed. He's like, and he looks out, and then there is, um, it's the old toy shop. <laughs> and he goes, see, after they arrested Petto. No one's been living up on the second floor. You just stay in there. No one's going to look for you there. It's the last place they'll ever go. Donald? I know. I've been staying there for two days. Donald, you know what? You're right. Thank you.
2: I... Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: That's what I'm here for.
2: (laughs) I just, like, pat him on the back and I say, make yourself sparse for a while. Don't go into the toy shop for quite a while at this point, maybe a couple hours. You were just seen talking to me. Um Make your trail hard to find. I'll talk with you very late tonight there.
0: Cool. Yeah, I've got some errands to run anyways.
2: Okay, great. You do that. Yeah. That would be perfect. I'll go see you in the morning. Okay, I'll see you in the morning. Remember, dice the blood moon. Happy Hunter's Day!
0: <laughs> trucks off.
2: And just like, Ti- Tiaga's face just kind of completely falls. And she's like, I have bigger problems on my hands right now.
0: <laughs> and uh, I just, uh, before we ended, I wanted to meet Harvest. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get that threat put in there. And this uh, idea that if you don't change the city, the city is going to start changing around you right. anyways. right? And when it does, and it's on my terms, I'm going to take things from you. I'm going to take away your home. I'm going to take away your friends. I'm going to take away your safety and your security. And if you just continue to keep planning, which is fine and important, we need to do, uh, things are going to continue to move further and further away from your control. Right. And further and further away from your goals. Right. So I took away your home and I've taken away your church and I've Mm -hmm. taken away your responsibilities in this neighborhood
1: but not the ministry i i really love the idea of diaga going sort of from house to house yeah ministering mm-hmm. personally this to each calls. individual family yeah. and i love the idea that she got the inspiration for that from the community yeah that it's not yeah. about a building it's about the connections it's yeah. not
0: a place it's a people yeah be- yeah. You
1: know, the the real miracle was the friends we made along the way <laughs> um that's i think that's really beautiful the idea that they the city can change, but they there
0: are certain things that they can't take away. Yeah, I would sure. say with the shutdown of the church, the rules say any change to the city, good or bad. Mm-hmm. The shutdown of your church, the loss of your home, and the change of this ministry and the way Middle City is going to operate, especially with your responsibilities as a jan, have created a change right to the city. So I'll let you pick up a little advancement.
2: Oh! Now, you can
0: make two choices. Yeah. You can take a low advancement from the Lejan class, mm-hmm. or you can take a low advancement from the Ministry advancement. Okay. Which are, they're almost all belt around, like, spy stuff.
2: So it's between that or between one of the Lajan.
0: Build bridges, burn bridges. You sacrifice yourself for your allies, or you sacrifice your allies for your greater good.
2: I... Accidentally build a character that seems to be doing the latter a lot.
0: Uh, friend to the downtrodden. You sense who most needs your help. Mm-hmm. Our ladies calm. You shine the light of Limier over a situation and tempers fade. You and anyone nearby you cannot fight, engage in violent actions, or move above a run for the next minute. Which is, it's really just like, clonazepam spell it's just (laughs) oh whoa so I definitely I still want to kill you but once this wears off I'm gonna rip you in half
2: yeah so I for sure want to take that one because I think I think Diaga isn't super thrilled with how she handled herself in the market Mm -hmm. or in in the square um I think she thinks that you know she did she did her best but she didn't
0: it um Escalated.
2: Yeah. And that wasn't what I wanted to do. And so I think I'm going to meditate a lot on other ways that I could have handled that situation.
0: So, yeah. So up in Pedro's room above the old toy shop. Mm-hmm. And the toy shop looks like it's been... The windows have been boarded up now mm-hmm. and it's been abandoned for a little while. And you see, like petto's toys and the little wooden sign is broken off but upstairs if you're down on the street you would see a little moonlight glowing out the window just soft nothing if you're not looking for it. it's the kind of like it's the kind of light that unless you're looking directly at it your eyes might not even notice it like the corner of your eyes wouldn't register the light and uh so the streets are moving down below as the gas lighters are going around lighting but up in that room you're sitting there meditating hands crossed breathing it in and out as you breathe and you're your gem is reacting to to that breathing as you you learn a little more about our glorious lady and maybe something that can help you in the next moment and you and you 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 learn the the, the divine spell of our lady's calm and are able to use it on yourself this evening up <laughs> in the room and because uh, this is the thing is lady's calm is not used on just the room it will affect you as well as everyone Mm -hmm. around you is uh, you're not immune to its influence Um, and so uh, so yeah and then you take that you take that ability into yourself and simultaneously while this meditation is happening uh, liminal back down in derelictus where have you been since your encounter with Daga
1: (sighs) I've been focusing on serving the community, but what I'm really most focused on right now is my next shift at film Noir, because I have a feeling that the young Lord Light Pierce's Shadow is still going to be writing when he gets there, and he may have forgotten about that little favor he asked me to take care of for him and will be quite delighted to discover that I do indeed have an invitation for him to Lord Shimmering Surfaces' soiree that evening.
0: And the reason that this has all of a sudden become so interesting, would you mind if I threw a little sandal into your works here? By all means. Uh, A little sabotage. Um, Lord, er, our our little person here, uh, the edgelord Lightpierce's Shadow. Mm -hmm. Lightpierce's Shadow is a young Elphir, but even among young elfir, makes him quite aged, Compared to mm. drow lifespans, yes, and in this background check that you run for everyone who operates through through your club, or everyone who might utilize your services, you had to double check after talking with Daga and learning a little bit more. But light pierces shadow, is. In enough wealth to be able to afford such a discreet venture down into Red Row, and would certainly benefit from uh, being close to Lord Shimmering and and their designs for power and authority. Uh, but Light Pierce's shadow um, got their wealth from the theater of war. From the treasures they brought back from the deserts of the Knolls that they fought down in. And they got most of that from an up-and-coming drow captain that served under them. And you thought that name sounded familiar. It wasn't of course the name on the official record which is why it didn't trigger originally any notice but they had a nickname. They fought with a scythe and they were called the Harvest the drow that imbued the very essence of one of their pantheon and uh and became a bit of a a bit of a war hero and they're all living off of the the spoils of their victory and now light pierces shadow is living in a drug-induced haze most of the time trying to uncover the truths of this tower of such wealth they'll never have to work again but all the other members of their unit that they served under were also similarly walked away with just all this cursed war gold <laughs> that they brought back all of this treasure that they that they ransacked from from the noble cities that they that they fought in and uh, and they're all still living off of that perfect
1: i'm going to use dress for success to help lord lightpierce's shadow to prepare for that party to make sure that he makes precisely the kind of impression on his elders that he wants to, to see to it that he grows in influence and winds up with a much to lose, should any of his indiscretions become public.
0: I think that's where we're going to end it. Looking ahead, Joan, the next time we meet you, you are playing with Cassie, our Vermisian sage who had a real hard time in Red Row and has headed back up to Tobias, their magister in the university. Um, they're the one with the, with the copper key. Our next one is with, um, with Sean and Velvet, mm. our idol. And, and that'll, be, that'll be very interesting. Uh, whereas uh, you, have a, you have a connection to Harvest that can be exploited, and Cassie's uh, Lasana is looking for a, a lead. Uh, to follow and is, I think right now, a little aimless with uh, with their with their mission and with their purpose, hmm. and uh, and and is looking to you know, maybe utilize. And we can figure out how you know them and how they know you. We'll we'll sort that out between sessions. Sounds good. But I, I, I kind of like that bookend there with uh, with Light Pierce's shadow. That there's a uh, there's something to exploit here. That this this person is more than just this warrior poet getting into drugs and learning about the, I don't know, truth, Spire truth. He's a possible weapon that we can use against Harvest. He wouldn't even know he's your Manchurian candidate, that you're just grooming to, you know, by the time this is all said and done and the blood's on the wall, they'll never know it was you. Yeah. That's it. So for for this, our third venture in through Spire, um, I want to thank you for your time and for uh, letting us get to know... Our new character, Joan. And, uh, My pleasure. And and thank you, Joanne, for coming back uh, with with Daga and their 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 conflicted character. But I think they're being pushed up against the wall now.
2: Oh yeah, and, and, and I'm so happy and, about and, it. And it's
0: it's a slow burn, but when that powder cake goes, oh, it's gonna go. It's really gonna <laughs> go. <laughs> and for me, uh, I've been Justin running through this game. I'm looking forward to our next session when you return to us will be with uh, Sean Hunter and Velvet Wells who is returning to the Terrible Warriors as the idol a character that it resists in another different way Inspire resists as a celebrity artist and subverts the control of the Elphir through their performances and through their creations and so that will be a, a very interesting and seductive character I am sure uh, and and uh, if you were um, uh, our Patreon players got to play with Velvet this month in our private game and got to see a taste of what this character might be like and it is both beautiful and terrible to behold Amazing. so it'll be, it'll be very wonderful to, to introduce him uh, in, in, the next, in the next story so for until then stick around for the credits there's important information how you can get involved in the game but playing our masked liminal Joe Moriarty and playing our Lejean Daga Joe Drummond and I've been Justin your GM and until next time be good to each other bye
1: bye see ya
0: Terrible Warriors has new episodes out every Tuesday with early access to the first draft of the episodes, which means it doesn't have the music added onto it, on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Along with behind-the-scenes access to the program and early access to the episodes, Patreon supporters can also join us for private games every month, where right now, of course, we're playing through the Spire, and you can join us with members of the cast and make a character of your own and join the ministry of our hidden mistress. Follow us on Twitter at DiceWarriors for updates on the show. We're trying to get a little better at promoting ourselves. And if you're finding yourself at home a lot lately, why don't you join our Discord channel and hang out with us? Some of our listeners even host games on the channel, and, well, you'll be welcome to join us whenever you show up. Next week on The Spire, we check in with one of our sages who's just picked up a playbill. He's got a friend in Derelictus by the name of Jairi. Velvet Wells enters The Spire and introduces us to the idol. Right here on the terrible warriors.